0: Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears.
1: Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house, wish I played in a rock and roll band. Somebody give me a dollar bill, so I can pass out.
0: guys going to watch the grammys tonight is that oh been God. on your schedule all oh week God, God. i Absolutely. totally forgot that was tonight
2: yeah yeah i mean it wasn't even on my radar at <laughs> yeah. whatsoever
0: uh, until now you're not looking forward to uh, a sequel to the slap
2: no i guess the only thing i heard about it <laughs> at all this whole uh season is that was kanye like banned from it or something for the uh, right. for his recent uh, transgressions <laughs> Against uh, Pete Davidson, yes, yes, his, his Instagram posts. Kanye's uh, feud with nearly everyone is always entertaining.
0: Well, he's nominated. Yeah, I forgot about that. I think in five categories, and like the most nominated person is like John Baptiste,
1: <laughs> had an
0: huh. album come out. It's it's so funny to like think about those shows. I mean, I I would probably know more. Living with kids right now, I would probably know more musicians that are playing tonight than I would. Have three years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but it, whenever you watch it, you're like, "Who is this person? What
1: is this song?"
0: Like Bad Bunny was on it last year, I think, and I was like, "Who is this guy?"
2: He's fun, him.
0: <laughs> never gonna, never gonna listen to any of his songs. But um, yeah. let's see who's performing. performing well, I
2: know I watched <laughs> the Grammys, SNL last night, and I had no idea who the musical guest was. Some guy named Ghana. It's like, who? <laughs> what is this?
3: Whole country was the musical guest? <laughs> no, it was him. Cacophony of voices from all over an African nation.
0: <laughs> let's let's really old old white guy it right here, or middle aged white guy it right here. Let's see how many people. Wait, we, real
3: quick. These are the people that are going to be on it. They these are, are the people perform.
0: performing. Okay. So just a, a quick yes/no when I say these names. <laughs> so Paul, you go first. Uh, Allison Russell. No idea. No. Neil.
2: No. No idea.
0: Amy. N- Amy Nuviola. Paul,
2: no, nope. Uh, this
0: Billie is Billie Eilish. We all, <laughs> yes. we all know her, right? Yes. Billy Strings, Nope. no, no relation. <laughs> Brandi. Wow. Randy Carlyle, yes. I've actually heard of Billy Strings. I don't know his, his or their songs. I don't even know if it's a
3: band or not. Okay. Um, Randy Carlisle? yeah. I mean, but I honestly couldn't tell you what she sings.
2: Yeah, I've heard the name, yeah. but not the music. I've heard the name.
3: <laughs> uh, Brothers Osborne,
2: no.
0: Uh, no. Negative, uh, BTS.
3: Yes, sure. Yes, and love B- <laughs> With <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I have my camera facing the other way, but the BTS posters are behind the camera. You just Paul, can't see them
2: Paul, right. save the K-pop for when we ask you about your musical uh, taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. We'll get we'll get to we'll get we're to done. That I just saved second. us like <laughs> ten minutes right there. K-pop. We're moving on. All right, Carrie Underwood. We all know her. Yeah. I would assume Chris Stapleton. Yeah, probably all heard yeah. heard of him. Yeah. Curtis Stewart. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think I know that mm-hmm. one. Uh, Cynthia Erivo, Leslie Odom Jr., Ben Platt, and Rachel Zegler. From, oh, from I West Side they... Story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and other musicals. Her. Uh, yeah, Her. And, 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 worked, and worked with her once.
2: Hmm.
3: Oh, you worked with her yeah. once? for a Pepsi campaign. <laughs> nice. With Missy Elliott, too. Ooh, and okay. Missy Elliott had a, a whole... Uh, like a full 750 milliliter bottle of vodka and then a, I don't know, 64-ounce, I guess, bottle of, like, Langer's Guava, just, you know, How the non-refrigerated that? Langer's Guava drink, <laughs> you know, just, like, on, and we had to just, put a little table next to the stage so she really? could have it standing Really,
2: Just pounding, yeah. pounding?
3: The... She, she would put the mix into a coffee, just a big, giant coffee jug, you know, huh. like, or to-go coffee jug. Yeah, cup. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... um. And yeah, that was like okay, sweet, getting in the zone.
2: By the way, this was for this was
3: for Pepsi too. By the way, so it was like there was also
0: just this whole like oh for Pepsi's new uh, vodka, (laughs) exactly.
2: Mike's hard Pepsi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mike's hard Pepsi. That's good. Then we have Jay Balvin with Maria Bakara. I've heard the name, but this is not a this is not a fun game. We don't know any of these people. Jimmy Allen, that's a negative. John Patitucci. Are you just making up names? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, well let's let's move on from the grammy thing since
3: we don't know anybody <laughs>
0: really. <was> the
3: do- <laughs> so you're trying to say that is a show not directed at the three of us
2: the only emphatic mm-hmm. yes was billy eilish oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah
3: well yeah. i will call
0: out because i saw it earlier we got uh best contemporary blues album was christone kingfish ingram with his album 662 He's from he's from Mississippi, so gotta give him a shout oh, out. Oh, wow, cool. And Cedric Burnside of the Burnside Clan, I be trying, best traditional blues album. That is a great album. I've I've listened to that. Um, so I would say check nice. it out cool. if you like blues or modern take on the blues. Cool. And uh, you know, we have a new voice this week for another run of three episodes, and that's Mr. Paul Bove. Hey, hey. Paul, how are you? I'm I'm well. Thanks for having me guys. It's a pleasure. Now, we kind of do this with our guests where we want to know, because this is a music podcast, obviously, in case you forgot. The... <laughs> or, or the worst Grammys review show in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really low energy Grammy uh, <laughs> review uh, right here before it even ends. Yeah. Um, the... <laughs> so yeah, we like to ask our guests, uh, give us
3: a little flavor of your musical taste. like Tell us what you, sure. what you like, what you listen to. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I grew up in Los Angeles and uh, with a mom heavily playing and influencing uh, the four of us with a lot of classical music, a lot of musicals, as you can see from that <laughs> American in Paris poster behind, behind me, Gene <laughs> Kelly and Leslie Caron. Uh, nice. Yeah, a lot of classical music and the musical stuff. So all that stuck with me. Although I'm definitely not as big a musical junkie as I once was when I was a kid, like all the newer stuff. I'm not like running out to the... Mm-hmm. Definitely not the theater, but more the movie musical stuff. But uh, but I still have a yeah. soft soft spot in my heart for that, and definitely for classical. That is probably as big as it's ever been. I, I listen to that all the time, and then uh, but as far as this show is concerned, I def- definitely listen to a lot of rock and roll, and it's probably mostly from the uh, started from the, the the first wave of uh, of the British in the sixties, so the Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks and the Who and all the Mercy Side stuff, the Easy Beats, and you know. Dave Clark Five oh, and all that stuff that was happening in the 60s, nice. which, which I love, still to this day, probably my favorite. But that opened up the, uh, the door to the second wave of, uh, which Neil knows I'm very uh, much a fan of. The new wave? This was all the, the, <laughs> the, the second wave, or the new wave, as we call it, of, uh, of, of British music. Uh, which was heavily uh, uh, influenced or that influence came heavily from my brother growing up who's five years older and the K-Rock radio station of Los Angeles that uh, brought us all these bands that we I still love to this day. You know, the Duran Duran's and New Order and NXS and um, mm-hmm. ah, all that. Yeah. And 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 just I've always just had this hotline into just the british rock scene um and like i said obviously starting with the 60s which i of course didn't grow up in uh but the 80s of course which i did and uh and it's just been the love of my life and it then it never stopped and it led right into the 90s where it continued with obviously one of the bands we're going to talk about today so that whole brit pop movement the whole cool britannia stuff that was going on blur uh oasis uh you know in spiral carpets the stone roses favorite bands
0: so what you're saying is you really like your music with uh with a british accent (laughs)
3: exactly well although i will say almost all of it is with an american accent until the mic turns off you know if you know yeah oh yeah unless you get someone like you know art brute or some of these really heavy uh cockney bands or something that uh would sing even with that gnarly accent but all of them were so american influenced absolutely now My second question
0: uh, to all our guests is give us one to three favorite live shows you've
3: been to. Ooh, okay, yeah. uh, Not being classical shows, yeah, I'd say, um, well, Supergrass is this band I love, also the kind of 90s era Britpop thing that continued all all through the aughts as well. I saw Supergrass at the Viper Room, you know, I don't know, 20 some odd years ago with a friend of mine, and we. We were in the perfect state of inebriation. They just killed it. The place is small. Almost every show there is amazing. And then we partied with the band afterward at this this bar called Daddy's (laughs) in Los Angeles. So that was just like the whole night was epic. My brother took me to a Duran Duran show. And when this was early, like 90 or something, you know, so one of like my earliest shows. uh, And it was at the Irvine Meadows, which is a huge, huge place in LA or Orange County. Uh, and he bought front row seats. And uh, it was just like, oh, this band wow. that I love. It was the first time seeing a band that was like a real band, not my friend's high school or college bands or something. I mean, yeah. front row. First time you saw a, yeah. real, a real band. Front row, like lights, the whole thing. And it just being so blown away and mesmerized by like, what a real rock show with all the money and the touring and all that stuff. You know, and, you know they were coming off the 80s. So they were still huge and hot and all that stuff and so oh
1: yeah um, sure. and they
3: played and they played which oh, i just re- realized they played white lines they, they debuted white lines on that um on that tour and i remember just the whole place went nuts because you're like here Duran Duran doing like white lines you know <laughs> um, you know
2: that's great i've never heard their version
3: and it's great and and also it reminded me too i do have this love for like um 80s and and like late 80s um hip-hop but it's all that yep. era and, and I, I don't i never went past that but it's all you know de la soul nwa cool modi you know Melly mel grandmaster flash yeah. all that's like i love all that stuff um and, you know even up to like nwa uh, and um uh, you know that kind of era, and it stops right about there and <laughs> just like froze for me right there yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so i just <laughs> loved it it was like oh my god white lines i love that song growing up and now one of my favorite bands is doing it and they killed it Nice. So those are like two great ones, I know. Or,
0: yeah, that, that's good. We're, we're Duran Duran fans. Uh, although Supergrass, I just, if you were like, you want to go see Supergrass
3: and be like, I who? don't want to see a Bluegrass show.
2: But <laughs> what <laughs> what, is, <laughs>
3: yeah. what yeah. is
2: their most popular song again?
3: Their most popular song, and you probably know it mostly now because, you know, yeah. it's placed on every, it's like cartoon, I mean, not cartoons, but like I saw a serial commercial. It's on some like Enbrel, which is like yeah, yeah. rheumatoid arthritis I'll, commercial, <laughs> but it's called All Right.
2: I do not know that I was asking because of the Enbrel commercial
3: <laughs> yeah Enbrel but it's also on. Uh, not what's the Ofrasto oh, Mini Wheats a Frosted Mini Wheats oh, wow. one too This huh. is great yeah, yeah it's, it's just,
2: a nice little oh, nice little melody
0: okay so I got one last question for you if I get in your car like let's act like we still have a CD player or something <laughs> if I get in your car you grab your CD book and it's new
3: music what are you putting in right now n- if it's new newer, music? let's say in the last 10 years oh last 10 years oh well here's one and actually I gotta say it's not in the greatest concerts of all time but it is a concert that I just recently went to and it was great this band called geese out of New York they're uh I mean and they are young they're like 19 their debut album is fantastic and in concert yeah I just it felt like what I remembered seeing the strokes for the first time in like 2001 you know or 2000 whatever Ah. it was you know and just by the way another always great concerts the strokes too um yeah so they're they're great and that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's band that's been on heavy rotation recently
0: nice so that so they won you over geese totally be on geese. the lookout for geese. Yes, geese. geese. Um, and, you know, cover cover up, cover up if they fly over your head. You don't want to get sure. shit on.
2: Speaking of high-flying birds.
0: Yeah, speaking of high-flying birds, on that note, uh, this is Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. And this week, we are talking about Oasis. Uh, specifically, their song, Don't Look Back in Anger, from their 1996 album, what's the story morning glory (laughs) written by noel gallagher and produced by noel gallagher and owen morris and released on creation
2: I've always loved Oasis since they came out in the 90s. Um, I think this is the best from their catalog that wasn't like super played out, kind of like Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova and some other hits. It's it's so 90s, just the sound of it, just the composition. But I do think it's one of the best pop rock anthems of the 90s. And I love it because it's got a bit of everything. It's kind of soft and loud. It's like got drama, defiance, love, heartache. It's just a, bu- it's almost like a big collage of a bunch of shit, but it all, like when it's all put together, it's fucking great. It's a collage. Um, Are you saying it sums <laughs> up life in general? Well, Damn. it's just, it's. <laughs> Noel Gallagher, Unlock the Key. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, I love It's, it's, it's very powerful. It's coming at you and it just like, it keeps building and building to the big chorus there's the three distinct parts, like the verse, uh, pre-chorus and chorus, and just like even when Soul Sally hits, or Soul, Sa- Soul Sally hits, you're like, oh, there's more. <laughs> and to that point, the reason I chose this, because I was thinking about Oasis, and I was like, what's that Soul Sally song? What's that old Because I, I mean, for years, I thought it was Soul Sally. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did read that the So
0: Sally Can Wait was just his brother like walked up and and heard him kind of when he first was writing the song and he was like what are you singing so sally can wait and he's like nope but that sounds good Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah i mean i i've never been huge into oasis but i i definitely went to the cd store in jackson uh north park mall shout out jackson mississippi um when i was 13 to buy this and I'm, I'm pretty sure I bought it like right when it came out just because they were all over MTV I, like you said Neil I mean w- w- it was mostly Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova but, but I, I, I played this album a lot on my little CD jam box that was next to my bed and my Walkman uh, that I used to carry around um, a Walkman for those of you too young to remember I don't think we have any
2: listeners. That a I device.
0: <laughs> is it basically a, a device that fit a CD that you would carry around uh, in your hand? That was a hand. Discman.
2: Oh, well, you,
3: yes. oh, so you're a kid from the 90s, because a Walkman for me was, you, you would put a man on your shoulders, and he would just hum and sing the song to you, and you would just like, let's go on a walk together, and he would just sing. <laughs> the,
2: there was, about there about was like too much, the was, was too much
0: liability on your shoulders.
3: With, with, with your version of the Walkman, so they had to move
2: to... A, <laughs> yeah, that, did he no, yell I at him if quickly. he got the melody yeah. wrong, or did, yeah. was yeah. he really good? You're like,
3: tighten up! Yeah. You're off pitch. It doesn't go to A. I think that's how it went. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's so <laughs> Sally, not soul Sally, but whatever.
0: <laughs> this song is, is a standout for really one reason for me. I, you know, like uh, also like you said, Neil. You know, it's very '90s. I don't love the production. But the melody is pretty much flawless. Very, I would say it's even more sing along and catchier than Wonderwall or Champagne Supernova. After yeah. kind of listening to it, although I might argue that those are that Wonderwall is a better song song. But yeah. no,
3: but you're, the sing along, you're absolutely. I've right. never That's seen them live, but bomb. I can yeah. I can
0: imagine this yeah. being maybe the highlight or you know right up there of of just like the whole crowd. I mean, I listened to a live version, like the whole crowd sings it. Oh yeah. Yeah. He hasn't sung it live in 20 years. (laughs) He just backs up. But yeah, I mean, again, the the melody is flawless and like just, just for that alone, you know, listen to the song if you haven't heard it and like, it's, it's, it's worth a listen or, you know, 10.
3: Well, and you mentioned, I think the, I think yes, third or fourth song off that album. Their second number one, Mm-hmm. Um, their first being Some Might Say, which I guess just as a, a song I would put on amongst uh, the others in the album, I probably would choose Some Might Say over it. Uh, it's just kind of a funner song. Yeah. By the way, different drummer. The, uh, so the rest of the album had uh, Alan White and that, that only that one song had uh, had their old drummer, Anthony McCarroll, huh. which it was kind of he was just not up to par with the rest of the guys. And, and they literally got him out They were, <laughs> you know, whatever, voted him out because they just didn't think he could it could hold up. And Alan White is a great, great drummer, and I think has been a great drummer for them. But um, yeah, there's something about this song. It, it, it's weird. It, I know Neil chose it, and I love it, and and it's almost had a bigger life of its own in the last, well, maybe even just, well, definitely 20 years, but just even in the last five, mm-hmm. with sort of this anthemic sort of level that it's taken itself to, yeah. mostly in regards to what's happening with I think it started with the of course the Manchester bombing of the Manchester mm-hmm. City Arena in two thousand seventeen for the Arena Grande concert and yeah. them singing it in St. Anne's Square and, and you know, there's some beautiful videos of that and then at the Albert Hall for the big kind of festival. Soccer stadiums. Soccer stadiums yeah, yeah. and yeah, and exactly the England singing it when uh, when the three lions went out against Croatia at the you know, Russian World Cup and there's so many different little you know so it's kind of taken on a life of its yeah. own. I mean I think Liam said it best when he's like this song is bigger than I'll ever be, and and he's absolutely right. I just think sometimes, well, not sometimes. To be for a band to be great, and you guys definitely know this as musicians, for a band to be great, you kind of have to have one of these songs, right? One of these kind of, it's everywhere. It's it turns into a thing. It's almost bigger than you ever were, but it's not necessarily your best song. It's mm-hmm. usually never the most complex, and it's certainly not the west. The you know the most well crafted. But it just it has that thing of you just kind of put it in the box and you just send it off to sea and let it do its thing. What? Even though it's not necessarily the one everyone chooses as the finest work from that. Band. Well, yes, finest work, probably not. But well, like so we have a
0: thing on the pod where we talk about we call it the Floyd, where you have something about the song. It's good. It gets goes from good to great. And then from there, it gets better. So it has that third.
2: Well, yeah, it does something unexpected. And then you,
0: you're mm. like, oh, yeah, this is good. So this song does that strictly with the melody. And that and that's mm-hmm. why I think it's become bigger mm. than Oasis and whatever. We can get into the lyric in a little bit. I don't think it's as, like, profound a meditation on, on you know, no. moving forward and not looking back than then it's kind of made out to be. It, this song is strictly, right. Right. melodically yeah. flawless. And the guy yeah. just was precision, like, well-crafted. He even said, he was like, when I wrote this, I was like, this is going to be fun. Like just new, like this is going to be fun to record. Yeah. This is a great fucking melody. And he does that. The beginning starts off. You're like, Oh, this is pretty good. And then, and then the, going to have a revolution. And then that mm-hmm. kind of just, once you stand up beside the fireplace, goes yeah. to kind of a next level. And then the, so takes it to another level. And then he kind of lands it with the, don't look back yeah. in anger, which is He's- that line alone is very universal. That's yeah. the like thing that takes the song elsewhere
2: yeah and to that point True. it just and what i was saying how it just builds and builds and then the anticipation before so sally like and he it is a sticking the landing like yeah because there's so the much song and everyone's just amazing. waiting in the they kind of wait and like make you wait for it and then just come in heavy with the full band everyone's singing and it's and it's it's easy to sing it's a fun melody it's it really is like that's where it really kind of nailed it
3: That pre-chorus is great, Neil. You are right. It is. It's beautiful. There's a lot of great guitar flourishes in there, and the little fills Mm and the. Oh, I love that. Like the little his little vocal caps too, where, you know, he kind of um each line like the, well, this is actually even in the, in the, in the main verses, but like mind, find yep, yep. oh, a yeah. better place to play. Uh-huh. I, I just like, I think that's also what helps just, it become this sort of this anthemic vocal yeah. piece, but that again, like I said, he's never even sang it in 20 years. He just turns, he does the first few licks and then he turns yeah, the Yeah, And the, the vocal for me is almost irrelevant. It, yeah,
0: it, yeah. You know, he doesn't have an outstanding voice. He doesn't have a bad voice. It's mm-hmm. fine. But anybody could really sing this song. I think the melody is that good. I mean, not to just keep harping on it, but I just yeah, think... I, like you I, said, his little flourishes that he does are, are, are nice, but...
2: It's, yeah and they're not easy to pull off those can go wrong too like uh play hey, hey. and they definitely can when you're not a great vocalist which he is not <laughs> yeah you know, yeah like, <laughs> but song. i but, must say i don't think i don't even think i realized when i was a kid that like it was noel and not liam i don't know if it would have been better with liam singing it you know <laughs> i didn't either <laughs> well he got choices he got two choices oh, yeah, he got was... to
3: it was either wonderwall wonderwall or uh-huh. this you know i and, love that um,
2: noel did that
3: <laughs> And actually, Noel was pissed actually because Wonderwall was written about his current girlfriend, so
2: he really <laughs> wanted to sing that one. Yeah, he's a hell of a songwriter, and he's like, I- "I'm getting one of these. I'm, yeah. I'm fucking saying, it. I'm getting one of these. Yeah, yeah. you're not dead. You're not exactly. <laughs> you know."
3: And, and the first single with him uh, uh, singing, of course, leads. So, you know, but
2: well,
0: it's, you know, as a singer, like when you sing this song, his range is not, you know, exceptional, but the way that he, he sings. And, and I'm not, I don't mean he sings flat, but the way his voice is, it's like, ah, bah, 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 bah. He really So you're not moving much vocally yeah. and and it's subtle. Yeah. So it, it actually, there is a subtlety there that not everybody can, because you're kind of going pretty low much more quickly than you expect.
2: Yeah, I, I was even telling mm. you, when, when mm. you go to sing it, you don't have to necessarily do all those if, if it doesn't work out. No, yeah, you, you heard you heard me do one, Neil, and then you were like, mm, maybe don't do those, no, Josh. No, it wasn't bad, I just no, know it's not those. natural for you probably, no, no. you
0: know? No, no, you can't walk it back oh, now. Oh. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> it fucking sucks.
0: touch on the lyric real quick before we get into the music and production part of the song there's a lot of cool elements like you said neil and a lot of emotion kind of running around i'm not sure how well he ties it all together i I just think (laughs) i think it's a it's it's like a lot of it it runs paul we, we call we have a thing that we call rock and roll lyrics which is basically cool sounding stuff that's just gibberish I'm not saying this is straight up <laughs> rock and roll <laughs> lyrics, but there is, he sprinkles some rock and roll lyrics throughout this song.
2: It's its the, a salad yeah. of just uh, like inspiration, taking stuff from Lennon, like all over the place. It's just a lot of cool lines yeah. all smashed together with the, some cool
3: music. Just, <laughs> and just like the video, it's just classic nonsensical rush. <laughs> no, oh, will we'll get to the video in a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah,
0: but the key thing is, and he as really... I mean, Noah Gallagher is a great songwriter. Um, I, I don't think there's any question about that. But just he found the line to do what he needed to do. He's like, I got this mm-hmm. great melody. Yep. I yep. have to land yep. it. Don't look
2: back in anger. I heard you say. Does that. And the mm-hmm. inspiration's coming from all over the place. I was saying, thinking my favorite part of the song, the stand-up beside the fireplace, take that look from my face. I was like... That's a bad line yes. followed by a good impactful one. Like, where, <laughs> what is this stand up beside the fireplace? And apparently it was from his mom used to tell him his to yeah, get man. up beside the fireplace. Yeah. Smile for your picture. <laughs> you know, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, because he'd
3: just be you know, moody in every photo. So she's like, <laughs> take that look from off your face. She is Irish, by the way. So I can put my whacked out <laughs> Irish accent when I, when I speak about
2: Noel's mother. His mom
3: Just to his mum. Specify what Neil was referring to.
0: The so I started revolution from my bed, and because you said the brains I had went to my head, he literally took from like some linen tapes that he was doing to, I guess, record a memoir. Maybe I read, mm-hmm. which is yeah, it was going to be a book that he was going to do before he died. And he takes the uh, you know the beginning of the song. Like when I first listened to it, I was like, wait, that's some Beatles song. And then you know, it's Imagine. Like he basically, just yeah. takes Imagine in. I guess oh, he, man. He, they were talking about he gets a lot of shit from that, but he's like, Yeah, he should. Well, what does it should. fucking matter? Why? But he, he, it, it's not, the whole song isn't imagined. It's I know, basically just like a shout out. No,
2: yeah. It is a shout out, but why? It just, the song doesn't need it, and it's so close. You think of it right away. They're already compared to the Beatles so much. Like, you could argue both sides. Like, they're already all in. Like, fuck it. Use Imagine, you know? But I I think it was just a a bridge too far, but it it definitely works with the song. Okay, I I can see that point. I I just, it doesn't
0: bother me. I mean, but you're right. It does kind of take you out of the song for a minute. You're like, wait, what
3: Beatles song is this? And then... Well, thankfully, it's at the beginning. So I think, you know, obviously... You're not hearing his interview before you're listening to the song for the first time, but but yeah, yeah. you realize okay, I, and you have to take this in context, right? Like they are, yes, influenced by the Beatles and all that. I mean, they are obsessed mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You know? So so this line, he held to this line for a while that he heard, you know, from this roadie that was playing him the tapes in New York. He yeah. Heard that, and you know, the the start of revolution. And he's like, I gotta get that into the song, and then he's so. Then like I need to know, every, yeah. you know I didn't just rip this off. I am totally paying homage yeah, yeah. to you know mm-hmm. to yeah. John and the whole thing. Let me just start the song with an Imagine rip off or you know I, watching the wheels a little bit of yeah. that too. But so it's, it's just he he's clearly making a statement, and I so I feel like well if that's a statement you want to make, have yeah. at it. You know mm-hmm. we'll all sit here and debate it 20-30 years later. Okay.
0: But, yeah, um, and, and yeah, it's, it's only de- four bars.
3: It's only four bars. It's not it's not it's four bars. Yeah, yeah. four bars.
2: Yeah, it's like a kitchen yeah. sink song. Just throw it all in. Yeah. So away,
1: but don't look back I well, let's let's
0: get into um, the production of music since we kind of just touched on it a little bit. You know, the producer, as I mentioned already, is Owen Morris, and he produced their first three albums and also produced other bands like The Verve and Ash. Seems like he just very British, uh, British band, so right up your alley, Paul. Exactly.
3: Yeah, the Fratellis, too. But,
0: but I am not a fan of the production of the song. After listening to it all week, I think that's the, my biggest complaint. With the, I don't like how much is going on, and it's almost muffled to an extent in the mix when you listen to the song. And it seems like guitars are just flying at you at all times. Not <laughs> they that, are. Not, not that he's it's, it's not hitting correct notes and they don't sound good. It's just like, wait, wait, why, what, what is going on? That's my complaint about that. That's probably why I wouldn't listen to this song. Well, I
2: think there's, there's good happen. parts and good parts and bad parts. I mean, I think it works as a whole, you know, they're, they're, they are doing a lot, but it sounds very nineties, but I do think some is better than the others. Like I love the, uh, start a revolution for my bed. Like the music that's going on behind that, the heavy drums, yeah. that, that part is very Beatles. Like don't, don't, it almost sounds like, uh, I am the walrus. Yeah, the floor toms. You know, yeah, totally. But but I agree. It, there's there's just almost too much going on. But I think with what the, their vision, they I think they uh, it's about all you could do. But speaking one thing to your point is um, the guitar's flying at you. I love when they're singing. Don't put your life in the hands of a rock and roll band. He's like, rear, rear, rear. He's big <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. right? Yeah. Oh, that's where we put the bends yeah. when he says rock and roll. Yeah. Oh. If I, that whole that
3: whole verse is just like wait so is it not this woman's diary of her life anymore like it's just, it's all over the place it's just like he's just trying to rhyme shit it's just you know which is classic noel you yeah. know first of all josh spot on that's a that is just kind of almost a detrimental staple of the oasis repertoire yeah. you know is this sort of like absolutely is it i don't even is it overproduced or i think it's like underproduced or is it drunken produced can it be I, both at the I same time <laughs> Can it be all three of those? It probably is, you know, but um, and it's been by far my, like, like when, well, I'll show you this now if you can see the t-shirt.
0: Oh. Ah, got a Blar shard on.
2: But it's... So, so, well, no, look oh, Go with closely. the
3: Oasis guys on there. Yeah. Is that a <laughs> misprint or just like... no no, it is not a misprint it is it is you know someone like me would wear this for the four guys uh, uh, that i would bump into on the street that would understand it but yeah it's no it's not it's it's a nod to the whole british rivalry that was happening in the 90s between blur and oasis but that was almost their big difference blur so well produced those albums are so well that just the production was just first rate and and you know and and all complex kind of almost radiohead-esque you know and then oasis was just like Look, let's, let's hammer 10 beers and I'm just going to cram these <laughs> guitars down your throat and you're yeah, going to love it I mean, and you just like so, okay, oh, charm, I'm scared though. and it's like shit I kind of did actually you know <laughs> and that's their whole yeah. thing that was their yeah. whole you know and that was always why they made that that dichotomy between those two bands in that time so much fun because they were so different.
0: I don't like the production and all of the song except for the solo break. I do enjoy this. I think every you can kind of hear, maybe it's just because there's one guitar coming at you. The drums sound great. Uh, the guitar solo, I really hmm. enjoy. I, lo- I always love, I don't know, Neil, what is that? When you,
1: meow, meow, meow,
2: Is he
0: just, uh,
2: is, that's that, that's is a, that's he a...
0: using a bar there or a whammy no, bar? No, no.
3: They definitely used the bar before they got
0: into the studio.
2: You're not just, you're, you're bending it a few times. You're bending up and hmm. kind of slowly bending it down. You know what I mean? I don't know if all those guitars were the best decision, but I think all the licks he plays are really good. You know, like, I just don't know if he yeah, needed that yeah. many, but I'm surprised that there isn't any licks in it. where Because I, I, I'll, I'll usually find one or two where I'm like, he mailed that in. Yeah. Well,
0: on this song, and Oasis in general, is uh, Noel Gallagher, lead vocals, lead guitars, Mellotron, and Ebo. Paul Bonehead Arthurs, playing piano, rhythm guitar, and Bonehead. Hammond organ, which the Hammond organ sounds great when, yeah, when you can industry. hear it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Paul right McGiggin. I don't know how to say that.
2: <laughs> Giggsie McGiggin. <laughs> but... oh, oh, <laughs>
0: right. Poor Giggs. Poor Giggs. Uh, Giggs. Bass oh. guitar, uh, as as you mentioned earlier, Paul. Alan White on drum, shaker, and That's tambourine. You. And then Owen Morris plays uh, Kurzweil strings as well so again a lot of stuff going on in this song and this melody doesn't need that much stuff and that's why you can kind of really? like the, the the acoustic version i yeah, you know sounds sounds excellent mm-hmm. now just real quick before we move on neil i i read that this so the song is in the key of c but pitched mm-hmm. slightly sharp of the standard concert tuning of a 440 at 451 so it's changing the hertz. What does that exactly mean? It's
2: Not, not changing the hurts. They're just tuned a little sharp. You know what I mean? So all the instruments have to be in tune, obviously. And I don't know why they did that. Maybe it was because uh, he has such a unique voice. Maybe that it worked best in like a C, a little sharp. But it is funny because that's high. He sings it pretty fucking high. He's coming at you right away. Slip inside, you know. But the acoustic version, I'm pretty sure he plays in A. Um, he, he fucks with the uh, the key of yeah. it, and I don't think he sings it exactly that high anymore. definitely change any the key more, and like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you get older, and,
3: and if you're <laughs> a smoker, yeah, it's, that's going to happen. One more thing with the production I wanted to ask you guys, because I, I actually didn't know this. By the way, it's it's Gwigs. They pronounce it like Gwigs, Gwigs like like with a W. Okay, So it's, they just call them Gwigs, or Gwiggy, Gwigi. or Gwiggy. But um, do you know what this brick wall mastering technique is? Maybe you guys have heard of it, but th- this was like a thing that Owen sort of channeled. Um, I'm not even sure what it... All I know that it's, and all we obviously know is that it translates to is just like loud, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like everything's up, but I didn't know that as like an actual, again, I'm not an engineer or anything, but I didn't know if that, it's like, it's, it's some sort of attack, some sort of technique called brick wall mastering. And it's something about like giving it all that, you know, echoed voices and loud guitars Hmm. and.
2: The only thing I can think of is, is like compressing all the files, then putting effects on those, then recompressing it and kind of breaking it all down. Uh, you know what uh, I mean?
3: Y- you know, yes, yeah. Neil, Neil, it is something with that because I, yeah, it's something I stumbled upon, uh, yes, with the compression because it was also this like um, CD, like race too for like, you know, putting on the loudest CD. So they wanted, oh, c- like, yeah, after yeah, you put yeah. in whatever CD, then you put the next CD in because everybody <laughs> had CD changers at, yeah. in the 90s. That the CD, it's just like, whoa, why I turn my, you know, I just hit <laughs> this, the, party button on my on my cd yeah. player and it the boost, made everything go high to 11 fi boost. the, the high-five boost you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so they uh, they uh that's literally i think what they were going for and mm-hmm. that's well yeah. you know what i
0: i don't know what they were going for is the video is the most is one of the we, we've watched a lot of we've covered a lot of songs <sighs> on here that have some real uh, terrible videos but this one is just nonsensical uh, in yeah i mean
3: it's I, to me it's classic music video nonsense, right? It's just, you know you get a bunch of young guys nobody knows uh, you know they don't I don't know what some director comes in okay we're going to do this and then this we'll have you we're gonna rent out this expensive estate in Hampstead and
2: we'll, get we're me we're round red pool, glasses okay? and a black taxi yes uh, <laughs> right
3: <laughs> exactly you know just like oh they're just stoked like whoa look at all these hot chicks and look at this cool like place yeah, and then the
0: drummer's like yeah I'm gonna go play in the everything. pool everything. I'll be in the pool <laughs> yeah. playing the yeah, play
3: in a pool yeah I'm gonna just play it like an island in the pool it's just like oh okay cool yeah that sounds and, great it sounds amazing you know
0: best um, is that Liam is yeah the doesn't moody, have anything to do with this song and he's just like sitting pans, there right just re-
2: moody pans of Liam yeah. <laughs> that, again going full Beatles with the round glasses like kind of the they put this effect on it so it looked like old kind of camcorder you know the, I mean but the yeah Beatle, like
0: early Beatles haircuts basically um yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, totally yeah right Could <laughs> we could discuss the
3: video for hours but and we shouldn't because it would no. be time, except for this one moment that, of course, very few people catch. Patrick Macney is the chauffeur, the old yeah. guy chauffeur, which gets a lo- who gets a lot of yeah, screen does. time. He's yeah, this yeah. a lot of looking around old corners. Old British actor, great Shakespearean British actor that was the original um, Avenger. He also plays James Bond's chauffeur, <laughs> so chauffeur to chauffeur in oh a view God. to this a song kill. song is so British. From Lodge <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. So now they, they're driving around, he's driving around James Bond and now he's driving around Oasis. Yeah, It's just amazing. like, oh, this James Bond, Oasis. I just connected this. There you go. Thank you, Beauvais. Hey. <laughs> Why don't we uh, start vibing
0: and introduce the vibe time uh, portion of this podcast, which Paul, you are the guest. So you get to give us your best impersonation of a vibrator in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Uh, wait oh, wait, that, oh, wait that's, that's more was of a motorboating <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> hey that that works fine that works fine uh, now uh neil you picked this song so when do, when when specifically do you want to hear don't look back in anger by oasis well
2: i would absolutely love to be in england at a soccer game with a whole stadium singing this song i'd love to hear like the crowd, or hear it live, you know, and hear the a whole British yeah. crowd sing every single word. You know, I think that would be. Yeah, that's
0: that's exactly what that's exactly what I wrote down.
2: <laughs> Sweet.
0: It's like in England in a stadium with everybody singing it. Nice. So, nice.
3: Paul, you know, that just leaves you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I, I third that. Uh, that sounds wonderful. I mean, I don't want this to ever happen again, but. If it's going to, and you're going to have a, a horrible situation like, not, you know, the London bombings, yeah. uh, the bridge attacks that killed eight people, again, that the the Manchester City arena, you know, killed 22 people. It's just, you know, and, uh, fucking just a, you know, terrorism shit show. I, I mean, it's just awful. But that this song is able to somehow provide some bit of solace, some yeah. bit of warmth, some bit of clarity, some bit of closure even to... I mean, just an atrocity or atrocities like those. I mean, an atrocity like England falling out of the World Cup too early. But (laughs) all all of those, to me, it's like if a song can do that, and and I think we, that's what this podcast is really all about, right? It's music can do this to you. It just has this emotional resonance that's just beyond Mm -hmm. the songwriters and beyond the instrument and beside, you know, beyond the production. That's just mesmerizing. For for sure. I mean, that's, look, this is a piece of art that,
0: that, Brings people together. So just in and of itself, just for that specific reason, it's it's worthy of uh, discussing sure. and putting on some kind of a, a, a pedestal. Um, speaking of being put on a pedestal, why don't we slide in the back and, and go under the influence for a minute? Talk about the influences of this song. Somebody you think influenced them? Maybe influence moving forward. A, a song that you like? That uh,
3: you oh, know, I'm sorry. I thought this is the part we're supposed to do drugs. That <laughs> <is. That
0: laughs>
2: Whoa, 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 That's optional. That's optional. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: what? Uh, Oasis, let's
0: do this. All right, Neil. Give me give me your
2: influence. I think the biggest influence is that um, the Canon in D, the classical song. Pocket I Bells. mean, it's basically that. Yeah, Pocket Bells. Yeah, ba- na- yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's parts that are basically exactly that song. Noel said he thought it was a mix between All the Young Dudes and a Beatles song. I think it definitely sounds a lot like that. Just kind of the All the Young soul Dudes, Sally. Yeah. Totally. Um, obviously the, the Beatles, Beatles, but specifically George guitar. And even on on that pre-chorus when it's like those big chunky. Yeah. You know, Jesus, I just ripped my <laughs> headphone out. Yeah, and just what they were influenced by. I mean, it's obviously... Like even, even talking about this band is, is big. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Knocks your headphones off. <laughs>
2: and yeah. I, mean, I just think moving forward, this influenced the Killers, the Strokes, bands like that, you know.
0: I, I would lean more to the British bands, like Arctic Monkeys, Keen, yeah. like stuff like that. Sure. I, I don't know. But I think I, the I,
2: Strokes I think... are closer than Arctic Monkeys.
0: I would also say, you know, his his writing definitely had some influence over um, Chris Martin of Coldplay. Oh yeah, for sure. Kind of the sure. way they write uh, it. I was say Yeah, Coldplay for this sure. Song, yeah, this song, for sure. Specific, and, and if, yeah. this song specifically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Paul, you got any more you want to add?
3: Uh, I'll go the other direction. I mean, um, I there, there's there's been some video in some different. Um, I guess it was an interview that he in different interviews Noel had spoken about how some woman had run up to him before at a show and mentioned you know, is the Sally Sally Cinnamon from The Stone Roses which is this song kind yeah. of one of the earlier songs by The Stone Roses and he's like oh my god I know that's perfect and brilliant that sounds like that's exactly what I want it to be like oh my yeah. god that's I wish I could like tell you that, that was the case now again, is he and he has also done an interview. I think I, I, I've seen it before. Uh, I found it recently that he um, he talks about how the Stone Roses specifically, but that song "Sally Cinnamon" when he heard it and he heard it in concert, that that made him realize I'm going to oh, do music cool. forever. Like the, yeah. the guys, they got, you know, he had idolized the Beatles and Paul Weller and he just thought these guys were just like God sent from earth and they dressed cool and they had, you know, they were educated and he's like, oh, I'm none of those things. I'm never going to be a rock star, mm. you know? And then he saw the stone roses. He's like, no, no, I can do that and look <laughs> yeah, like yeah. wear oversized clothes and do a bunch of drugs yeah, and you yeah. know and drink beer all day. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely capable. And nice. well,
0: you know, after, after a day of, of drinking beer and wearing oversized clothes, there's only one pay, place I want to end it, and that's under the covers. So why don't we uh, <laughs> okay. why don't we talk about uh, any of the covers that you heard of this song, uh, Neil? I know we were to actually you mentioned one you heard last night. Give us a
2: give us a few. I heard one from Tori Amos. Did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one by Scott Bradley's wow. postmodern jukebox. That it ah. almost almost makes it sound like nobody knows you when you're down and out. It's very like yes. jazzy and kind of like jazz um, loungey. I,
0: I, it's not great, but I didn't. I, I enjoyed no, listening to it.
2: It was cool. And then I'd say my favorite was um, was actually Chris Martin and Ariana Grande Grande, <laughs> doing it at One Love Manchester. Um, I, it, it's almost like uh, Chris was bored to sing this song. It was it was good.
0: Yeah, of,
3: uh, Paul, did you listen to any other ones? That. That, that one's definitely on my list. And then one, just because I get it speaks more to me, um, is Liam has never done this song before, uh, but he did it yeah. at this Glastonbury Festival post all the bombings of whatever of 2017 in England. So again, this is the first time I've ever, anyone's ever heard him sing it. and. He, you know, he he sort of did the old like let the let the audience sing uh. the chorus or whatever, which was kind of a bummer. I think it, he just <laughs> at that point in his career just could not hit those notes, yeah. you know. So uh, so he sort of played it off like you guys could do it for me, you know. But it was just really cool to hear him do this song that again was you know yeah. his band and so forth. Just one that one he obviously didn't do lead vocals on. So that that was kind of a not that it was the best take of the world, but I, it was for <laughs> me it was personal to hear him do it. But yes, that Chris Martin one that was great. I think the best part about watching that video is when they cover, cover, cover cut over to Ariana Grande and she's like does not know the lyrics and they get like super close on her and she just like b- 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 her mouth just like moves. It's she's like, like oh my god, you don't even
2: Ken really Lee. in the last couple
3: of, didn't chance to learn this one yet? Oh my god. She was singing Funny. Soul Sally. I listened to
0: two two other ones that one by Devondra Bernhardt, that's like uh it's almost like a silly like singer songwriter like mm-t, mm-t, like when you know that jack johnson kind of picking mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. like at the end he starts mm-hmm. talking about like giving him head which is weird uh i would not <laughs> recommend listening to that one oh, um <laughs> and then and then portugal portugal the man does oh, okay. one and uh, that's yeah. oh, my it's God. pretty straightforward and like i mean there's no reason for it to exist but it, it sounds fine
2: and i was just gonna say no, one I mean, more thing i think you mentioned it josh the acoustic version of just uh, yeah. like Noel and uh, an electric and a little drum set is super cool i yeah. don't know when it's, that was it recorded great. but
0: yeah it's a it's a delicate yeah. delicate way to to do it and um you know speaking of delicacies neil how does the shoe fit for oasis don't look back in anger
2: i would say definitely maybe soccer shoes <laughs> ah, Zingin' oh,
3: Zarka cleats for you oh. Alright Paul, what you got? <laughs> That's cool Yeah, I mean, you know It's, cause it's Oasis it's Cause it's, you know, this band that I love And it's time in my life uh, You know, it's that pair of shoes in your closet That, like, that you've been carrying these around For like 20 years or whatever You know, you put them on every once in a while But they're still in pretty damn good shape You know, there's it was made well Good materials, uh-huh. you know uh, but somehow you just like hang on to them, but you yep. wear them like once every three years, and you know your partner's like wife's like, "What the hell are these even doing here? Like, you know. can we throw these but, away uh, now? That absolutely not. It, it smells so great, you know. <laughs>
0: it's, uh, nice, it's memorable. Um, I I'm similar to you. I mean, it, it doesn't really fit at the moment, but 26 years ago, whatever pair of Nikes I was wearing when I was at the North Park Mall in Jackson, like. It fits like those. I mean, it fits like a, a, a kid going yeah, to really yeah. dive into an album, and, and this is one of the killer songs on it. So they don't fit anymore, and they're probably in the trash somewhere, or probably <laughs> disintegrated by this point. But I can look back with no anger and, uh, <laughs> and you at, at, at those shoes and at this song, and, 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 and enjoy it. Um, and, on, uh, and on that note, <laughs> our cover of Oasis, Don't Look Back in Anger.
1: Slip inside the eye of your mind Don't you know you might find A better place to play You said that you'd never been And all the things that you've seen Slowly fade away So I start a revolution from my bed You said the brains I had Went to my head Step outside the summer times In blue Stand up beside the fireplace Wipe that look from off your face You ain't ever gonna burn my heart out So Sally can wait. She knows it's too late as we're walking on by. Her soul slides away, but don't look back in anger, I heard you say. Take me to the place where you go Where nobody knows If it's night or day Please don't put your life in the hands Of a rock and roll band Who throw it all away Gonna start a revolution from my bed Cause you said the brains I had Went to my head Step outside the summer times in bloom Stand up beside the fireplace And take that look from off your face Cause you ain't ever gonna burn my heart out So Sally can wait. She knows it's too late as she's walking on by. My soul slides away. But don't look back in anger. I heard you say. so sally can wait she knows it's too late as we're walking on by her soul slides away but don't look back in anger i heard you say so sally can wait too late as she's walking on by. My soul slides away. Don't look back in anger. Don't look back in anger. I heard you say not today.
2: The cover you just heard was performed by Neil Marsh and Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Podgave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us a good rating wherever you listen. Um, If you'd like to reach out to us, we can be found on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Podgave Rock. Next week is Josh's week. What are we going to do?
0: We are going to dip our toes in the 80s and discuss White Wedding by Billy Idol.
1: Can't wait.